Hey, welcome to the H&HR podcast. My name is Heather Taves. And I am Heidi Bolt. And we're sisters. We believe here at the H&H Hour that your ordinary is extraordinary. Thanks for listening. Hey, welcome to the show today. We're glad that you are tuning in. My name is Heidi, and this is my sister and co-host, Heather. Heather. Hi. I love being in studio with you. I do too, especially when everything works. <laughs> there have been some rough days in podcast world, but I think that's part of it. Well, here's the deal. We're self-taught. We have taught ourselves everything that there is that we know about podcasting, mm-hmm. which is not a ton. And so... No, what, let's be real. You're slaying it in well, the technology side of this whole w- podcast gig. Okay, but it's all self-taught. So my point yeah. is, is that when we have to troubleshoot, it's like hands up in the air. I have no idea. Okay, so one of our friends um, is a podcaster. She lives in Hawaii. Rough. Someone's got to do it, right? Yeah. Shout out, Monica. Um, and she was posting yesterday. I think yesterday was National Podcast Day. Which oh, yeah, I saw that. We missed that somehow. We were teaching our children science and math. That's, That's how. Um, but she posted about National Podcast Day, and she was talking about how like for real, it is not an easy thing no. figuring out the technology side. And I was reading her post going like, girl, I so get it. Mm-hmm. We so get it. We're right there with you. So Monica, we get it. But I'm grateful for this opportunity. It's I a know. fun. It's a fun platform. It is fun. It's one of my favorite gigs. I agree. So I'm really excited about our guest today. So am I. She's a new friend of ours. Mm-hmm. And uh, she is just someone that as soon as you meet her, you, we talk a lot in our circles about are you a person of peace? Mm-hmm. And the Bible talks a lot about um, if they're a person of peace, go with them, you yeah. know, stay with them, mm-hmm. have them in your life. Yeah. And as soon as I met this chick, mm-hmm. I was like, she is a person of peace. So we roped her in and we're not letting her leave. <laughs> right? Okay. So in studio today, we have my sweet friend, Lauren Hour. Hi, Lauren. Welcome to Hi. the H&H Hour. I'm happy to be here. We're thrilled to have you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Tell us, tell us how we met because our listeners don't don't know us yeah because you've become a fast friend uh, yeah I know it's weird that I've only known you guys for six not, seven eight months I don't know not even a year not yeah. not hasn't even been a year but um I found this podcast actually and I thought you guys seemed pretty cool and I happened to be in a time in my life when I was looking for a new church and you had mentioned somewhere in some episodes about how you lead a church and I figured out you were in our area. So I put on my detective hat and dug until I found your church. Well, you said it it wasn't (laughs) super easy. You were like, it was kind of hard to find. It was kind of hard to find um, because you didn't, you don't say it a lot in the Mm -hmm. podcast. Did you not realize that we were local to you? I didn't. No, I've always been a big podcast person. um, And somebody I knew was telling me about different podcasts that they listened to that helped them. And so I just gave it a listen and it just happened to be that I was looking for a new church. So I think your church, my church, our church, our church was (laughs) the second church I visited and I had a list of about five Mm -hmm. and I didn't go to any more after that. Yay. We love that. Well, okay. So here's the thing though. So you and your husband and your son have come in and you've gotten involved quickly. Mm-hmm. Like you're yeah. all serving and you're involved. And uh, that's that's not common for most people. Most people at six or seven months into a church are still sort of trying to be lost in the woodwork. Like, don't look at me. Don't talk to me. I'm in. I'm out. And you guys have been different. Why, why are you – why did you come in and plug in? 
I think I was at a space in my life when I was really actively seeking community. Hmm. Um, and I knew that in order to find that, I had to be very intentional about yeah. that. So that was really – I knew that going into wherever I went that it needed to be a place that I felt like I could be with these people. Yeah. And I felt an immediate peace about the church setting. Yeah. And I probably went there for about a month and a half, maybe even two months, kind of talking to people around me, but not really – I mean, I didn't jump right in, mm-hmm. um, but I always felt the peace that it would come. Mm-hmm. And I've never had that anywhere else. So I love it. We had messaged each other a couple of times, I think on Instagram or something, mm-hmm. and like kept saying like, yeah, we have to meet face to face. We have to meet face to face. We kept yeah. saying it and it didn't happen. It I know. didn't happen. And we'd miss each other at church. And then finally, yeah. it happened. Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> I, yeah. Yeah, I connected with you, Heidi, pretty mm-hmm. quick. Yeah, I think I was like at the door when you guys came in yeah, the first time. The first time we came, we met yeah. you immediately. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, Heather like eluded me and even <laughs> events and we we've been to a bunch of dinners and hangouts and for whatever reason it just never I remember we never saying to you paths. like something about such and such Heather and you're like, Yeah, I've not actually met her yet. And I'm like, wait, how have you not met Heather? <laughs> how have you not met my my other H half. Yeah. I so. have this this strange thing at our church, and I don't know exactly why, but I, I tend to get like only – I'm only able to have one or two conversations, and then everybody's gone. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll get like yeah. in a conversation with one person and then turn around and everybody's gone. I'm like, wait yeah. a minute. I didn't get to see the other 12 people I wanted to see. <laughs> the other 12. Okay, so let's pause there a second. Okay. We know you, Lauren, over the last seven months. We go way back. Um <laughs> But our listeners don't necessarily know you. So fill us in a little bit. Tell us about yourself, your spouse, your world, all that stuff. Okay. Um, I have an almost three-year-old. He'll be three next month since it's October now. So that's he's grown up so fast. His name's Mark. And then uh, my best friend's name's Charlie. I also happen to be married to him. So <laughs> he's great. Um, I'm a therapist locally. That's what I do for work. I don't know. That's all I know to say about me. You're a military family? Yes, we're a military yeah. family. Okay, so we have this running joke that um, in our circle of friends <laughs> is that um, Charlie is pretty talented. Yeah. Um, in fact, it's sort of starting to get annoying how talented he is <laughs> because it's like you everything that gets mentioned is like, oh, yeah, I've, I do that or I've done that or, yeah, I used to do that. <laughs> like to the point – and it's not normal stuff. You know, you know it's like um, – Oh yeah, look at that sailboat in that photo. Oh yeah, I, I sailboats. Like I'm, I, I go sailing. And we're like, wait, you go sailing? He's like, yeah, it's no big deal. And then um, the next one was like, um, that like he built your table randomly, just mm-hmm. built you a table mm-hmm. out of a tree, right? That he your... chopped down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's like these stories. Well, the other night we're having dinner in my home, and. Something gets mentioned about a motorcycle. Oh, yeah, he rides a motorcycle. My husband teases that he's like a real-life G.I. Joe, <laughs> and he's to the point where he's like, um, babe, this isn't real life. Like, just don't even worry. Like, Charlie's not real. <laughs> you know, like he's, he's making, conning us all. He's making all the rest of us guys look bad. So, but, so we're talking about a motorcycle, and he's like, yeah, I built a motorcycle once. We're like, of course you did, Charlie. Yeah. What in the world, Lauren? <laughs> He just – he gets on things and he just likes – he loves a project. Okay, but tell us about the project. Where did this motorcycle building happen? Oh, in our living room. Yeah. In the middle of our living room. As a newlywed. Yeah. How did that go over? Um. Well, we were newlyweds, so 
a part of me was still in that, like, it's fine, honey, I guess this is fine, you know, I wasn't, <laughs> you're still in, like, the honeymoon phase, I guess, but. You let things slide. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. and he, he justified it well, because we only had a carport, and we lived in Alabama, and mm-hmm. it rained a lot, and the bugs in Alabama are kind of insane. Yeah. And he'd fly all day for his training, and so it was dark when he got home, so it was the only solution, according to him. Well, he pulled up the pictures the other night, and I'm like, oh, Lauren, you're a saint. <laughs> I mean, I think I'd have been on freak out mode, like, dude, seriously, clean this up. Mm-hmm. My whole house smells like motor oil. Yeah. And this is not cute. It wouldn't fly today, so. Okay. Okay. <laughs> She's matured a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so tell us, what's something you've done recently that's been really fun? I've actually had a really fun month. September, we went on, it just happened to be we went on two vacations it was our anniversary month so my husband and I went to Austin for a long weekend that was really fun um and we went to a Hillsong United concert which was awesome so I've done a lot of fun stuff recently I would say though recently recently probably this past Sunday having dinner over at your house Heidi we just like have so much fun just wearing like sweatpants and yeah eating soup and being with our people Yeah, yeah I love that yeah you know Vacations are great, but I also like being home and with yeah. my people. She texts me your recipe. Oh, she yeah. She was like, Lauren brought the soup, and I think you would really love it. Mm-hmm. So I haven't tried it yet, but I'm excited to try that. It's good. Okay, so we've talked about this. Like, how did we become such fast friends? And this is why I think two two reasons. You, Heather mentioned it. You are a person of peace, and I'm super drawn to that. Mm-hmm. Like, I hashtag don't have time for drama, you know? <laughs> and it's like there is enough pressures to deal with without my inner circle being super dramatic. And so I was super, I know the first week I told Kip, I'm like, man, I met this chick and I really liked her. You know, like I really felt connected to her. And then also you're a really good friend. You, I know you're a therapist as a job, but so you're trained to listen, but I feel like you do a really good job of listening. Like for instance, you'll just text and be like, Hey, I know the guys are talking about shooting archery and therefore we're going to be in your backyard because of our archery abilities back there. How about I bring the dinner? Mm -hmm. And the interesting thing about that is that, you know, in the world of hosting, when you're used to hosting, you, you sometimes forget that you don't have to do it all. And that there are people that see like, Hey, let me pitch in, let me lend, let me help out. Mm -hmm. And, um, Kip even mentioned it when you guys left, he's like, wow, that was really nice of her to bring dinner. Like, oh, again, she did it last time too. I'm like, I know, I know. And so um, it's been it's been a super refreshing friendship. Um, but also just to be real with each other, you know, yeah. and like you said, sweatpants and messy buns and mm-hmm. do real life. You know, don't, let's not, let's cut Wipe through the butts and yes. yeah, yeah, all this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So I love mm-hmm. it. We had a good laugh over Mark on Sunday night. <laughs> what did he say? I was trying to recap it later. About oh, when he was trying to get our attention about listen. Are you listening? He's like, do you hear me? Or something. I don't know. He cupped it. He's, you know, a little boy. He's a toddler. Yeah. He cupped his little ears and he said, are you even hearing me? Or do you <laughs> hear me? Or something. It was so cute. But you kind of had to be there, I think. But anyway. I love it. I love it when God brings people into our lives that we didn't even know we needed them. We didn't yeah. even know that they needed us. And this, this friendship is birth. Yeah. And, and I think that's how I feel about you and Charlie and Mark is that um, 
we didn't even know you existed. And then God brought you into our church and mm-hmm. you needed us and we needed you in yeah. multiple ways. Mm-hmm. And I just, I love that. I love that's the body of Christ. Yeah. Being the body of Christ is where we, we all need each other and we all lift each other up and encourage each other. So yeah. it's really cool. Well, and that's what Kip said um, after hanging out on Sunday. He said, I mean, they're, they're just, they're refreshing to be around, you know, and that's a, that's a huge gift yeah. in the role we're in is we are around people a lot and sometimes it's refreshing and sometimes it's not. Mm-hmm. And um, so, yeah, I just think that God has definitely got a unique call on your family's life. Um, and it's exciting just to kind of see you guys walking it out. So well done. Yeah, it's been fun. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about, um, you guys are a military family Mm -hmm. and your husband's been deployed. Yep. More than once? Just once. Just once. Okay. But for a substantial amount of time, right? A year. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about what it was like for you while he was deployed Mm -hmm. and, um, tell us, tell us how that was. Oh man. You know, it's crazy because. It wasn't that long ago, but it seems now like a long time ago. So when I was preparing for this, I was like, oh, what was I feeling? What were these emotions? So I'm kind of tapping back into it. Um, But I think part of the hardest season of that was the lead up to him leaving. Okay. Um, The anticipation of him being gone, the unknown, just not knowing what to expect at all. That was a really hard time and also they they kind of say that mentally they deploy before they physically deploy mm. because there's so much preparation that goes into it that um he kind of I think mentally checked out maybe nerves and just leading up to it in his mental process of being away from his family for so long mm-hmm. that that probably gosh four or five months leading up to it was wow. really difficult um in that sense. And especially, especially the day he left. I mean, that was, oof, that was hard. What did that look like realistically? Um, you know, you imagine what it's going to be like and it's not fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, the news is there and people are waving flags, like it's some happy thing, but it's really sad. And, yeah. um, I think it was really, I was very lucky. My son at that time was about eight months old, so he didn't understand what was going on. Um, he was just too young. Um, but looking around and seeing the older kids say goodbye was hard. Mm-hmm. And then there was a point, I'm going to get choked up if I talk about it, but um, mm-hmm. Charlie just picked Mark up and he like disappeared. I couldn't find him. Mm-hmm. And So I was looking all over for him and I found him like around the corner of the building, just like clutching Mark and crying. Mm. Sorry. Um, And I've probably seen him cry like five times ever in our life. So that was hard to see him break down. So anyway, so then they got (laughs) in their helicopters and they all flew off, which was really cool to see because you never see all of them fly at once. So Mm. that's kind of a once in a lifetime. And then I just went home and, Um, my mom was there and I just cleaned all day (laughs) and it was kind of like that mental switch, like the bandaid was ripped off and it was done. Like I was able to kind of be like, okay, like here we go. And it was pretty much, I was able to shift my mindset. Like Mm -hmm. that kind of, in a, in a sense, the hard part was over Mm -hmm. at that point. Yeah. Yeah. So that gave me a little bit of peace. Did you have a lot of fear 
knowing that he was going into dangerous situations? Yes and no. Um, I think one of my personal ways of coping with things is to, I don't think about that Mm -hmm. really. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's, I cognitively realize that he is in dangerous situations, but we've worked on our communication in the sense where he purposely doesn't share certain things with Mm -hmm. me that he knows aren't going to be helpful. Mm -hmm. Sure. Before he did this, he was in law enforcement as well. And it was kind of the same thing. It wasn't helpful for me to hear about dangerous stuff. So we have a good, I can usually sense it and Mm -hmm. we can kind of process it, but we don't go too deep into Mm -hmm. things. Um, So I don't know if that's living in La La Land or rose colored glasses, but it kind of works for me. I think that's amazing advice for marriage Mm -hmm. because I think sometimes, especially as women, we want to know all the nitty gritty details of our husband's lives or their work, their work. And Mm -hmm. I want to be careful saying this because I think so many people already struggle with communication issues with each other. But I think sometimes like we, we have to work on knowing what is healthy for our spouse to carry the load Mm -hmm. that they need to carry and what is unhealthy for them right. to carry. And so instead of nagging about it or, you know, tell me everything or what, well, what did they say? Well, how did you, you know, and just letting it be okay mm-hmm. that some of the things we don't, does that make sense? It does make I know sense. for me, if I have all of the details of my husband's stressful day, mm-hmm. then I feel that weight of it as you well. Internalize and it. I don't need that weight. Right. You know, mm-hmm. I can just trust that he's like, yeah, it was kind of a hard day, but I put out some fires and I'm okay now. We've right. worked through it and, and, and I need to be okay with that instead of that, like poking, like, well, tell me about it. Well, what he say? Well, what happened? Yeah. You know? Oof. Yeah. Like getting over it, letting it go. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I was pretty intentional with him too about making sure he had people in place with him that he could process things through. Yeah. And those people are probably more appropriate for that anyway. Yeah. And even when he was in law enforcement, he had friends in law enforcement that they would talk about things. And that, I think, was super important. So good. Yeah. Yeah. So in part of his training and the lead up to deployment, you had to tackle a lot of really big milestones alone. Mm -hmm. What were some of the – we've talked (laughs) about this, but tell us about some of those things that honestly, as you're telling me these stories, I'm like – um, oh yeah. Okay. A lot of us women would have been like throwing a big old hissy fit about doing this alone. And you were just like, it was fine. I mean, I, just, I threw a few okay. hissy fits. Like I'm definitely not perfect. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's been deployed once for a year, but he's been gone a lot Yeah, for long periods of time. And I feel like there was almost, it, there's almost more of an ease about just being like, it's a year. I know it's a year. Then hey, I got to leave. Hey, I got to go. It might be this long. It might be that long, which is a lot of what we've dealt with. So yeah, um, man. Well, when we first got married, we moved to Alabama because he was in flight training. Yeah, tell us about the wedding night. Oh. (laughs) The next day. Yeah. So he had a test the next day Mm -hmm. um, after our wedding. So leading up to the wedding that had been fully planned and it was in Tennessee. So Mm -hmm. people had plane tickets and hotel reservations. He didn't know if he was going to make it. To his to, own wedding. To his own wedding. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They didn't know, he didn't know if they'd let him leave. Yeah. We didn't know if we'd make our flight. And then he was originally thinking, well, I can make it, but I'm going to have to leave our wedding early because he had a <laughs> test the next day. I have to leave my own wedding early. Yeah. <laughs> right. So I put my, I did put, I, hissy fit happened there. Uh-huh. I put yeah. my foot down. Yeah, understandably. Like, Who do I need to talk to? Yeah. But so yeah, we flew back early the next morning and he took a test the next day. 
Yeah. So. Because originally he was going to leave on the wedding night. Mm-hmm. Like, see a sweetie. Yeah. Give like, me a little kiss. <laughs> get married and then leave and then I'll have the reception alone, I guess. I don't know. So. <laughs> okay. And then there's the story about you being pregnant and the house. Oh, Tell yeah. Tell us about that. So I was maybe four or five months pregnant with my son and we had been house hunting and we found a house um, and we were supposed to move. We were supposed to close on it. Um, I think in two weeks from that period of time and his command staff called him and said, Hey, can you be in Alabama like next week for five months? Yeah. And he was like, I guess I have to do that. So I closed on our house alone. I couldn't, I was under doctor's orders not to lift anything. So I had to like move pack out of our house. We had to get all of our power of attorney so I could even close on the house. It was just craziness. And then he, he literally got home. Five days before our son was born. Yeah, so. to a to a new house. New house. Unpa- like, you've already settled mm-hmm. and gotten it all settled by yourself pregnant. Yep. That happened. <laughs> You're kind of superwoman, too. <sighs> I just it's have okay. a really strong God. <laughs> oh, I like yeah. that. Yeah. That's good. So, my husband travels mm-hmm. for work a lot. He's been gone a lot over the last 10 years of our life. Yeah. And we've learned to deal, you know, and in some ways it's, I think it's strengthened our marriage because we've, we've learned to appreciate each other when we're together Mm -hmm. because of the separation. But I will say one of the most difficult things that we've ever had to deal with in our marriage is when he comes home. Mm -hmm. And I think it's a combination of expectations of him coming back home, but also re-entry into our lives where I've been carrying the whole load at home. Mm-hmm. I've been the sole parent at home. I've been dealing, you know, I've been strong. And then he comes back in and it's like, how do we shift now into co-parenting? Yeah. How do we shift into um, his roles and my roles? And that's probably been the hardest thing about him traveling, not necessarily him being gone. Um, it's been re-entry. So what did that look like for you after a year? Of Charlie being deployed. Yeah, there was a lot of anxiety leading up to that. Um, I think it's it's good that the military is pretty intentional about kind of training you, I guess, or preparing you for what might go wrong, what could be bad, you know. But it also leads to a lot of anxiety. Mm-hmm. I didn't know if he'd be traumatized. I didn't know if he'd be different. I didn't, I didn't know any of that. And that was really scary for me. Um, and like you said, I, I had a routine, like I did things a certain way, you know, our life was what I had been doing for a year. Um, so it was, it was a weird thought to have him come back home. So I, I started going to therapy myself several months before he came home just to kind of process it and I don't know, get those feelings out loud and in the open. Um, I thought that was helpful. It was really helpful for me. And on the other side, they prepare them a lot too, Mm -hmm. which is good. Um, Like they intentionally tell them, don't go home and start saying we need to parent differently or this should be this way or why are you putting that over there? Like they pretty much instruct them to stand back and observe for as long as it takes, um, which I feel like he did a pretty good job about that. Um, we were 
so blessed that my son, who was eight months when he left, ran into his arms when he came home. Mm. So that was, I didn't think, they, they tell the soldiers, your kids might not remember you. They might be afraid of you. They might run from you and to expect that. And for whatever reason, that wasn't our experience. Mm. And it was a pretty seamless Hmm. re-entry there it was kind of funny though because he went from a I don't Mark was crawling he he may have just been crawling when he left and like eating purees so when he <laughs> came home and he's eating a sandwich and running around Charlie was like oh my gosh like he's cutting his food up really small and <laughs> like making sure he didn't fall over so I had to be patient with him too just he needed to experience how different yeah. our kid was wow. when we left. Was that hard on Charlie to miss that year of time in his son's life, which is so such a big shift? You know, I, I think so in certain aspects. He missed his first birthday, which was hard. He missed him taking his first steps. It We were really lucky to be able to FaceTime a lot. Yeah. So I think that helped. He knew who Charlie was. Yeah. Um, we had recorded a ton of videos of Charlie reading him books before he left that we watched almost every night. Mm. So he knew who he was, I think, a big part because of that. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think it was sad and hard, especially on holidays. Yeah. To know we were all together and having fun as a family and he was in in the sand eating some sort of variation of cheese that's probably not real cheese or whatever they eat over there I don't even know but yeah Hmm. that's one thing that I always try to remember is that it's hard on me being the one at home but it's just as hard on my husband being away from home missing out and he's lonely and he's missing out and I have the comforts of home Mm -hmm. you know there are times where I'm like yeah I'd like a hotel room and quiet time you know but for the most part that's difficult too. And remembering that we're both sacrificing, we're both going through things that are difficult. And for me, that has helped me be able to walk through what, what God has called us to do in this season Um, and and not just have my eyes focused on myself. Yeah. I think that what you're saying there is something I had to be super intentional and I still do because I talked to so many spouses or you know, other military wives. And some of them, you know, I, I know they mean well and they're expressing their emotions, but they they sometimes verbalize things in a way that they're the victim in all of this and this yeah. is so unfair to them and it's being done to them, and um, which are valid emotions. But at the same time, you know, this is what our family is called to. And not only that, but this is what Charlie loves. Mm -hmm. It's what he's good at. Mm -hmm. It's what he's always wanted to do. Mm -hmm. It's important to him. You know, God has placed us in this situation. And it's not helpful to be mad at him for for something that he's choosing to Mm -hmm. do and he loves to do. And and really, with deployment, I mean, they, they train and they train and they train. They choose this and they train and, and eventually they're going to deploy, you yeah. know, it's like if you were in med school and you were a resident and a resident and a resident, eventually you'd want to be a doctor. Yeah. Like eventually that's the goal. Yeah. So it's having that mindset. I, I tried to do that from the beginning of even marrying him. This is just going to be our life. Yeah. And I chose to do that 
Right. So, so it's like you made a decision to have that, uh, mental perspective of, I knew this going in. Mm -hmm. And so therefore I can't hold this against him when he's away or when I'm, when I am lonely or Mm -hmm. what did it look like when he was gone and you struggled with, did you ever struggle with loneliness? Oh yeah. There was a lot of frustration over a lot of just little things. You know, once I put Mark to bed, I can't just like go run to the grocery store because he'll be home or I can't, you know, I couldn't mow my own lawn. Just like little things that you don't think about became very evident. Mm -hmm. Um, So that was a big thing. Um, And yeah, it's quiet and it's lonely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's strange. Were there things you wish you had known? Were there things you wish someone had told you ahead of time? Like, hey, when your husband's deployed or when your spouse is deployed, be aware of this. Know this. I wish I had done a better job of finding my community before. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I can't even imagine how different things would be if we were where we are right now a year and a half ago. Because mm-hmm. it was a really lonely time. And I tried in that season even, um, you know, joining different Bible studies and getting involved in different ways. And I was just having a really hard time figuring out where I was supposed to be. But at the same time, I think that God used that time. My faith grew exponentially mm-hmm. in that time. And I, I think some of that came from a lot of that time by myself Yeah. Um, to figure out where I wanted to be and what I was missing. Um, and also that was a time that a lot of things were stripped from me. I, I had to ask for help. Yeah. That was always hard for me. I'm a very independent person. So there were so many times I had no choice but to ask for help. And yeah. um, I like to put up this strong front all the time. And there were so many times I couldn't. That was, I think, I feel like God used that season to like take those things. I like, I don't control them mm. that you need to see this. And so in that sense, it was a huge growing experience. For Humbling. Me. Yeah. 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 So. Hmm. So when he came back, was it at all kind of like the honeymoon phase all over again? Just a little like bit. five years in a marriage? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, you know, and that's what I tell other spouses too. Another piece of advice. You can look at it in the way that how many people get to experience like that longing and like truly missing somebody that much. Like no, no one really gets to really experience that. Yeah. Um, and the anticipation and the excitement. I mm-hmm. mean, that is something like huge to look forward to. That day he came home. I mean, it's like my my son being born, our wedding day, and like that day. Yeah. Like I get an extra day because yeah, he's in yeah. the military. So there is a lot of good in that, and I think if you let it and you have that mindset, it can really really bring you closer together because so many stupid things that used to bother me don't bother me as much anymore it's like that appreciation socks on the ground well not really but you know what I mean like you miss that like you miss even the things that annoyed me I missed so yeah (laughs) I love you told me one time you said the day he came home you said I think I fixed my hair three times oh I did because I was you were so excited to see him Uh and nervous and you wanted to look so beautiful and Mm -hmm. um I just I remember thinking man that's really sweet Mm -hmm. because the reality is 
you know, the, the military family serves as well. Like you guys sacrifice in an extraordinary way as well. And I think sometimes the, the civilians that don't experience that can maybe forget what that looks like for you and for the kids. And um, so to see how you guys, you do deal so well, you cope so well, you have this very confident, like independent, like we've got this, but then to realize the emotion behind it of like, her husband's coming home. Yeah. The man that she wants to think like, man, she's gorgeous right now. Mm-hmm. You know, and so I just thought, man, what is what a sweet moment to think about that, that anticipation of you seeing your husband again. Yeah. Yeah. He he ended up transitioning back pretty well, I think. Um, a lot of my fears and anxieties didn't really come to fruition, which was great, you know. Mm-hmm. He says it took him several months to get there and he's a big hunter. So he said when he, when hunting season started and he could get out in nature, that was like his reset. Yeah. Um, but I didn't feel or see that he wasn't <laughs> reset <laughs> in that time. So. That's pretty incredible that he was able to process all of that kind of internally or with other people maybe that understood what he was going through, but not put that pressure on you. Yeah. That's really neat. Mm-hmm. He's a great guy. He is a great guy. He plays bass at our church, and I always think it's so cute. Like to, you'll always post about him, like the bass player. Yeah, sweet, really sweet. He's pretty great. Well, Lauren, we're actually going to do another show with you in the very near future, and we're going to talk more about your career, okay, and your life that is totally different from what Charlie does. Um, And I think it's going to be so super important, and we're going to air that soon. So, all of our listeners, like those of you that are in the world that Lawrence just talked about, military world. Lauren, are you cool with people reaching out to you with questions and the things like, hey, I wish I'd have known this going into this, or is this normal that I'm feeling this? Oh, are you yeah. cool with that? Absolutely. And even people, I have so many friends, like even you, Heather, like whose husbands travel a lot, you know, it, that's hard too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I know it's just difficult, even if it's for a few days or a week or a month or whatever it is. So. Yeah. I'm pretty much a pro at it. So yeah, Yeah. hit me up. (laughs) You are a pro at it. Well, I love it. We have another young mama in our church who said that her husband's going to be deploying. And she said, I feel like in part, God brought Lauren into my life to help prepare me. She's like, because it's been such a huge gift to know. I mean, she talked about like, I didn't know what to wear to the first military ball. And I feel like I failed, (laughs) you know, and so so, many rules. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I think that's such a huge gift that you get to give people around you. So Um, so we will link Lauren, um, yes, absolutely. our listeners can it. find her and reach out to her. Cause she, she is such a person of peace and, um, I know she can give you great advice. Well, and her husband, Charlie gave us a tour of his yes. job oh, yeah. at the guard at the air force base that is here in our city. And yeah. I mean, all of our kids, well, let's just be real. All of us, we were like, what in the world? It was yeah. so cool. <laughs> So he flies one of the Chinook helicopters. Yeah. And my boys, I mean, it. you would literally think that they had just met a superhero because so we go and we get to tour it and they get to get in the cockpit and, you know, feel like they're flying. And I remember shortly after we met you guys, Charlie said, he asked Kip, he's like, what are the coordinates of your house? I'll fly over your house one day. And I'm like, 
I wouldn't even know how to find the coordinates of my house. Like, <laughs> right. I, I, I can give you the address. I don't know. But um, it was really cool. They got to, we all got to put on the night vision goggles yeah, and look through those. Do, was, do all the things. really amazing. But he had said, like, on this date at this time, I'll fly over your house. And so my boys, my kids were just listening with great anticipation. And, you know, they're like five miles out and you can hear them this very, like, do, 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 do. Shakes your whole house. And I mean, like this collective scream of like, Mr. Charlie's coming. <laughs> and they all run out and they're standing on top of my patio table when he flies over and just waving like, truly like an amazing celebrity has just flown over. <laughs> but it was so cool because the interesting thing about Charlie and my boys is he, in his career, he could have such a tendency to be like, just overlook the busyness of the littles around him and he has done such a good job of seeing my boys and seeing their extreme intrigue in what he does and pulling them into it. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I know he, they like set up tactical, uh, I don't even know what they call it know. when they were like stalking through my living room, pretending like they were <laughs> shooting the enemy, you know, like just all this fun stuff. And, but my boys are so drawn to that. Like he's so good at being real in front of people and, you know, when he's off and, um, that's been a really cool thing just to see him kind of interact with those of us that are very, very normal civilians <laughs> and we don't fly helicopters or sailboats or yeah. chop down trees and make tables. Well, he's got you know. a, he, he's got a pretty cool thing to show off. So I think it's, it's pretty cool. It's pretty fun. They call him combat Chuck. I like that. That fits. That I fits like that. Him. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for sharing yeah. that side of your life. It's, yeah. I know it's probably uh, an area of your life that not a lot of people understand. Yeah. But yet there are those people out there. I know there are people listening that are like, I get it. I totally get it, yeah. what you're saying. And I think it's something we can all take. No, no matter if we're a military family or not, we need to be aware of what our soldiers and their families are experiencing and going through because we yeah. really, we value it here in this country, but I'm not sure we really understand yeah. the sacrifice that it that it takes on on everyone who's involved. So thank you so much for yeah. that. Yeah. You're and welcome. thanks for serving. I know it's it's a sacrifice on your part as well. Thank, Thank you. you for serving our, our country. Thanks. So, All right. Well, thanks for listening. We're so yep. glad you did. Do not miss the episode that we will air with Lauren all about her career. And it's, it's going to be a good one. I think it's super important and really relevant to what every single one of us walks through. Yeah. She's so, so wise. She has just such a gentle way about the way she shares her wisdom. So I'm really excited to have that conversation with her and get it out to all of you listeners. Yeah. So, so connect with us, find us on Instagram, the H and H hour. You can email us at the H and H hour at gmail.com. And if you need prayer, let us know. We'd love to pray for you. We always do. So thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time. <laughs>